We started on uh, Sunday this wonderful, beautiful Sefer, Bnei Machshava Tova. So far, the, the feedback has been, um, when I say incredible, it's not that everyone says, this is so good, so good. It's that uh, these are things that are equal to, to the nefesh, to the soul, what we want. And we want to really take things to the next level. I think that today's learning is going to be um, an incredible, incredible attempt to define as clear as possible what we're trying to do here in a really beautiful way. We're all good? Yeah, spread out, it's fine. Get some space. <laughs> you look like you're in an economy class. It's, there's economy comfort here too. Okay. We began off, we began this, this, this teaching by saying that the, the, that the Rebbe is saying that this matara of forming this kind of group of chevra, is, there's nothing new about what, what the purpose of, a, of this gathering of friends is. There's no big chiddush here. But the chiddush really is, is that choosing to be aware that we're normally compromising on our, how much we could be how much our lives can be spiritually enlightened and how much more meaningful our lives really could be. And we're under this assumption that like, we have things going right and that we know how things are working and we're in the right cycle. But what did he compare it to? Do you remember what he compared it to? to an, you can either be an Eved Ben Shifcha or you can be a Ben Melech. You could be an Eved Ben Shifcha who is basically washing dishes and get, or gardens in the garden and you get to see the king when he goes and takes a stroll with his family. But really, when the king looks at you and he says, he's really wondering, saying, why are you washing dishes? You're part of the family. Get in the stroller. No matter what age, you know, just get in the stroller. And what does that mean exactly? And how do we empower ourselves to get there? So one thing I just want to make sure that everyone here knows that um, when we're learning, we're learning together. It's not just me teaching. It's really us learning together. So if there's something you're feeling... Like, please don't let the recorders uh, intimidate you, but please, you know, go for it, okay? Um, so right now we're starting on the next page. Well, you have it, uh, Eli, in your page, it's probably eight. Seder Tochen HaChevra, right? Seder Tochen HaChevra. Sorry, no, no, on your page is the first one. It's the first one. Seder Tochen HaChevra. So what kind of a chevra was the Piyasetz Narebi speaking about? that he was trying to establish. What kind of a chevra is it? And what is it about? And I really think that today is gonna be very, uh, it won't always happen like this, I don't think, but today I really feel that the learning today is talking to us as clear as possible. It's almost like if we were ever in a need of writing a mission statement, to write a mission statement, like today's, today's learning is the beginning of the forming of a very, very clear mission statement. Yeah, this one is for Baruch. Okay. Ot Aleph. It goes by Otiot. It goes by letters. Ot Aleph. This is really interesting. Chaveratenu eina chavera kedei lehosif koach ulehit arev beinyanei hamedina vakeila. We're not trying to do. We're not a. We're not a power struggle here. The point of our chevra getting together is not to gain power. It's not to gain control. Whether it's you know, politically or socially, that's not at all what the purpose of the gathering of the chevra is about. None of that. 
whether it's through, through agendas or, or, or without directly, meaning there's no ulterior motives here other than what he's going to be saying soon. Now, why do you think he's saying this? Because when people get together and they have a sense of being determined to take things to the next level, what ends up automatically happening? You start disqualifying whatever you're surrounding and whatever, whatever is surrounding you. It's, it happens all the time. Whenever a lot of people come together with good thoughts, with big thoughts, with deep thoughts about starting something new or forming something that would never existed before, unfortunately what happens is that you start to puzzle, you start to disqualify everything else that exists. Now why is that? We've spoken about this millions of times. Why do you start disqualifying everything which surrounds you? Why? Why do you think that strengthens your own opinion? Because we can't contain what? What's hard for us to contain? That there's more than just our way? And that if there is another way, then it must be off unless it's our way? So he's putting things very, very clear in the beginning, saying, this is not why we're here. We're not here to become superior. And even if we do become very, very holy, that means nothing regarding all the other places and all the other chevres that are surrounding us. And he's saying this at the get-go. This is how he started his shir about the matara, about the purpose, about why we're, getting to, why, we're, why we're coming together. I found this to be extremely thought-provoking. You know, this is something you'd probably put in, like, you know, sub-title, uh, I don't know, like 13 in the <laughs> core principles of, of, a, of the establishment of a chevre. He's saying, let's not fall into that illusion for a second, okay? Kitachliteinu hi laalot aliyah upsiya achat shehi lemala mikol haolam sheono vehamono. Our purpose is not that. Our purpose is to rise one step above the rest of the world when it comes to the matters of. Do you know what sheono vehamono means? It's like turmoil, like. The world is in turmoil, okay? Like the natural state of the world is absolutely in turmoil. And all we're trying to do is to rise above the commotions, which we spoke about last week, lead us under the impression that that's real and that the other things are not real. I mean, it's incredible how much people are convinced about certain realities in life based on Facebook. And I'm, I'm saying this right now as we're using Facebook, right? But what's incredible about it is that people have come to certain conclusions about what must be what has to be in the world and it's based on such a commotion of big yappers that have nothing to do with what's real the PSS Narebi is saying we need, what we're trying to do is get together as a chavura as a chavra pour each other's heart uh, our hearts out to each other for real discuss that those, the things which are really important in life that which we're always too scared to speak about but not to make ourselves holier than thou, not to make ourselves into so-called saints, and not to exclude ourselves from other people, but rather it's a simple purpose, keep it in mind, to simply be one step above the commotion and the turmoil, which, and he's writing this in the 20s, which, in the 30s, which surrounds us always. Now if he's writing this in the 1930s, talking about the commotion and turmoil of the world, 2016, this thin, thin, thin book 
right? Look how thin this book is. This safer would probably be this, the size of a shas, right? If, if that's the purpose of to elevate yourself above one, you know, one step above the turmoil of the world, right? Sorry, I believe the mid thirties. No, war is thirty-nine. I mean, you could smell. I mean, you could smell what's about to come. But I, I'll check again exactly what year it is. Um, maybe even later than the mid thirties. Maybe towards the late thirties, because he's. I don't think he ever saw this, uh, like really published as a safer. Okay, remember he sent this manuscript to his brother. <clears throat> In uh, Israel, Admor Chalutz, because he wanted, he wanted him to review it. But the Hagdama it says here that he also wanted the first printing of these words to be in Yerushalayim. Beautiful. Lachen, you see the word Lachen? Look inside if you can. En chaveratenu chavera lechalek kibudim shel mi barosh umiacharav. Therefore, our board of trustees, we're not appointing any presidents. We're not appointing any leaders. There's no levels here of hierarchy. None of that. The caste system will not work here, which is not the way it usually works. Usually when you do form something, there always has to be kibudim. He's saying, well, if this is our purpose, this is what we're trying to do, to do something very, very real, like to rise above the turmoil of the world, there's no room for kibudim here. That's not what this is about. Why? The foundation of our Chabura, who, look at the next two words, Shiflut Vehitromimut, which seem like a, like a, uh, what would you say, a, a, a contradiction. What's the foundation of our Chabura? What is it based on? Shiflut, what's Shiflut? What's that? Loneliness, or how else would you say it? Shafel. Humility, but humility in a not being not that you're you're that humiliated, but like Avi is saying in a loneliness, she flute and he to and also to elevate uplift, right? Now we say this every single day in Davening. It says about people that walk around as Shvelim, we speak about it every single day in Davening, where Magbia Shvalim Adeimarom. First of all it says um um, Hashem lowers his mashpil, the gay, the proud, to the lowest level. This is just always good to kind of know, like, while we're learning, it's always nice to, like, figure out words we've been saying for 45 years to actually know what they mean. It's like a nice thing to do, right? We say this every single day, and, and we wonder why, you know, we, 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 things aren't really, you know, gishma. How many people, well, I can't really put people in the place right now, but think about how many things we say. Right now, how many things did we just say? So he's saying, this is the purpose of what we're here for. We're here to what first what? Shiflus. And Yisraelimus. Now, I had a friend that called me, one of my oldest friends, Shmali, his name is actually... Shmai Yisrael Yitzchak, and he's an, yeah, he's an old friend of mine, and um, he called me, and he's, he's, you know, he's working with us on all these tapes of Rabbi Shlom and everything, and he called me, 
about 15 times during the yard site. And I had just gotten back from America. I, I, I just didn't have any time. But he called, again, like Motze the yard site. I'm like, if he's calling out Motze the yard site, it means he has something, he has a nugget to share with me. Like, a, you know, something really like, potent to share with me, a vort that he heard. So I was driving to the Kiver, actually, after the concert on Thursday night. And uh, we, we spoke. And he said, um, he said, brother, I have to just share with you one thing I heard. He said, I just heard Shlomo say, Mashiach will come when everyone who realizes that, when everyone who thinks that they're everything will realize that they're nothing, and that when everyone that realizes that they're nothing will then realize that they're everything. Mashiach will come when anyone who thinks he's a somebody will realize that he's a nobody, and anyone that realizes he's a nobody will realize that he is everything. Pretty, pretty strong. I, well, I really think, though, that that's what he means over here when he says, that's the purpose of our coming together. It's not to, like, just give you some self-esteem. Like, go to therapy for that. that, that that's fine. It's for something so much more potent. It's for something so much more important as well. Shiflut vehitronut. On the one hand, we have to realize, Shafa, we're all... You know, we all, excuse my language, we all go to the bathroom. We all have different things that we do that are not, don't smell that great spiritually or physically. We're all in this together, but you know what? We could soar to the highest heights. I read it more as we should get together and break ourselves down and build ourselves back up. Well, the question, I know it's true. Now, the question is, though, how do you break yourself down? Now, there are different, different schools of thought as to how to break yourself down. Okay, it usually doesn't work right, because we think that breaking ourselves down means what? Humiliation. Huh? Humiliation. Humiliation. But when you read Shiflut as like what Avi said, which is lowliness, not necessarily humiliated. Now, there are, you know, we know already, Yossi talks about it all the time, but in, uh, was it Navardak? Navardak, right? They had this certain sheet how to break yourself down to wait online for a very, very long time for a certain ticket to a certain train in front of everyone. You'd be waiting for hours, and then you knew that you, you were on the wrong line. And then in front of everyone, you'd show that you were waiting on the wrong line, and the conductor would look at you and say, you're such an idiot, look what you did, right? Maybe it works for us. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would work for some of us. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's how... We get that echo <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Shiftless. Yeah. You want to feel like Magbi Ashfalim? You want to go up? Come to Eretz Make Aliyah deal with bureaucracy for two minutes, right? <laughs> it's so true. Shiflut etzem haguf Lowing the lowness of the etzim, of the essence of the body and the nefesh, and elevating its kedusha, elevating the kedusha of both the body and the soul. He's not saying over here to start depriving yourself from food and anything physical. He's saying there's a way for holiness to be found in every single aspect of the goof as well. But he says this is something we got to do together. And in a place where you're busy trying to reveal Kedusha in the world, look at these next few words, Ein makom 
There's no room for titles. There's no room for starting to give out honor, giving out covet. That's not what we're here for. We're not here to, you know, to look at everyone and say, you, because you have the brains to do it. We're not forming a, uh, like, what, what is he doing now? What's the Donald busy doing now? We're, we're not forming cabinet here at all. That's not, that's not what's going on over here. We're a Chavraya Kadisha that together is realizing that what we each share is the notion of wanting to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to rid ourselves from living under any illusions. This is what we're busy doing over here right now. It's not the time for Kibbutim. Now look at Otbet. And this is what I really wanted to get to today. This is really, really beautiful. You know what that means? We are, um, how would you say this in English? We're leading, yeah, we're putting another condition here. If you want to get into this group, okay, so check this out. There's another, there's another clause here. And again, what's so crazy is that he start again, this is how he's starting to describe what the Chavr is about. He's saying, I'm going to add, an, we're putting here another clause, a double t'nai. Shelo tigrom chas v'shalom chavartenu shum hitgablut atzmit uperud shar Yisrael she'enam b'chavartenu. This is so important. He's saying, our chavr coming together should not cause what? Micah, you know what he's saying here. Exclusion. Exclusion. Kind of connects to how we began this year. If us coming together is causing an exclusion in Am Yisrael, it means that what we're trying to do with all its might and glory and holiness is not right. So he's opening up by saying here, there must be a way for a solid group of chevra, committed chevra, to get together without any compromising and focusing on the tachlis of life like never before. However, yad beyad, and, and together with that, that's not forming any exclusion amongst Am Yisrael. Do you know how nearly impossible that is? Hen mitzad, both from the tzad of the person that's joining the chevra, seeing the world, and then people looking on the outside saying comments like, oh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Or, oh, they think that they, they, they got it. How do you form a chevra that doesn't, in its nature, spread exclusion? That's, that's one of the greatest, greatest, you know, great, that will be, be the greatest achievement if that, if that could happen. That's how he's saying over here. Our, what, what, what the yesod of our chavr coming together is Avas Yisrael and really Ahavat Chavarim, friends loving each other, Beofen Hayoter Chazak. What do you think that means? In the more, in the more um, stronger manner. What do you think he means over here? That you think this is what we're really about. What do you guys think? That he's saying this is the sort of what we're doing over here. Real ahavat Israel and real ahavat chaverim beofen hayoter chazak in a real in a real way. What do you think he means over here? Be truly opening yourself up. While what? While truly enclosing. While opening yourself up to both yourself and to let other people in. Simultaneously, you're also closing yourself in. No, not by opening things up, but everything else he said until now. But especially by yesterday, by, by Sunday. Facebook Live helps to break some of that. <laughs> I don't know if Facebook Live is calling all of you, causing all of you to be on mute. 
I don't know, we have to figure this one out. I'm not sure how we're going to go about this. Can't have it both ways. Yes, you can. He's, he just said that, actually. <laughs> Those so. were his words. It's what he just said right now. <laughs> anyway, let, let, let's continue and see what he says. What changed, do you think? What do, we, what do you think was the transformation? Then forget it. The whole thing is worthless. Right. So let's let's bring this down to our to our thing right now. When he's saying that that our coming together should cause even in a stronger way, real Ahavat Israel, what would be the reason that it wouldn't? Like why again we have to remind ourselves oh, exclusion and jealousy, thinking you're better than the others. Well, I think it, it would cause, uh, what, what happens is that it causes a person, when someone sees someone that's working on himself, so one, or two, one of two things can happen. What are the two things that can happen? You say it. What's the first thing? Huh? The other person would say you they won't talk like that, huh? Or they think the person has reached a level where they believe they're holier. Of course, highlights what's wrong with them. They don't want to admit to it. That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Stay away from. Why? Because they don't want to look at their own schmutz. So what he's saying over here, he's saying what 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 would be magical, and like the secret ingredient. What's the secret ingredient to forming this chevra without what we just spoke about right now? Without these things, like alavai alone, that everyone would see people trying to work on themselves and saying, "Wow, But that doesn't usually happen. There's always, because we're not clean inside, there's always this, who do you think he is to be doing this? Or, what a, what a saint. I, he's working on that, he should, start, he should start with just the way he talks to his wife. Or what, you know what I mean? Like, he'll find whatever it is to find that won't force him to join the team. So the, and the PSS Nerebi is very conscious of this, and therefore he's beginning this whole, this whole Indian saying, that's not what we're going to fall into. And if we fall into this, then our getting together is shtuyot. And it can happen all the time. And I see it happening with us too. It's not our fault. It's the way of nature of life is that we maybe, oh, our dominating is gewalt, right? So then we, what happens is we'll go, we'll see, we'll, we'll hear of another shul, we'll go to another shul for a Shabbos. Oh my God. <laughs> right? It can happen anyway, right? That can't be a part of our thought process. Instead of, oh my God, I can't believe the way the dominating is here. It's like, Wow, thank God, thank God I have what I have. And if I really wanted someone to have what I have, then the way that I think about what I see in front of me right now would be so much more open and loving as opposed to they really should be getting with the program. You know, people that start diets, they could be 500 pounds overweight, but the first week they start a diet, they start looking at everyone that's not watching their way and say, I can't believe they eat like this. I can't believe they look like this. People, and obviously the, the typical Balachula syndrome, happens all the time. I once knew a kid, he got really turned on to Yiddishkeit, very strong, grew up from, but he kind of left things for a while. Then he gets caught really strong in Torah, 
in a certain dangerous way that he spent his first Baal Chula Sukkis running through all of his family and friends Sukkis measuring them. And I promise you that he was convinced that this was the Shem Shemayim. Absolutely. Like, not that it, not that, it, that, I think that, that could be the Shem Shemayim, but what's going on in his mind is that that's absolutely the Shem Shemayim. For real. So Rav, 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 Rav Klonim was calling here is saying, that's an illusion that's very, very easy to fall into. And you want to nip that, you want to, you want to get rid of that illusion in the get-go. Not later on when you realize it's only 10 of you and then there's 30,000 around you and you don't want, you wonder, oh, I guess they're not ready for Kedusha. I guess they're not on the level yet. At least we have 10 of us. He's saying, don't fall into that trap. Don't go there. Because everyone's doing what they have to do. Okay? Now he, and, and the next mushal he brings here will really bring home this, this concept of everyone is doing what they have to do. If we really mean that there's no one better, like, for example, going to another shul saying the Dhamma is so much nicer, people in that shul, that's like for them, that's, that's, that is almost perfect for them. If we assume that people are all doing what's best for themselves, they're all trying to strive in their own way, they might have a different path of getting there. But the, the environment that you're experiencing as almost like a visitor, you recognize that's good for them. It's not good for me. I'm right. where I am. Right. They are all purpose, right. wild or wide, wide range of harmony. I think that's what he's saying, and that's what I definitely, definitely agree with. And, I, and let's see now the muscle that he brings to strengthen the way Micah just understood. But he also, he also had to be plugged in, like we said on Sunday. Like your priorities have to be in the right direction and not just all over the place and then just to say well it works for me like it works for me to just your priorities can are. be no 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 that's, that's not what so I didn't get that from what you were saying yeah but your priorities can be plugged in and that can have nothing to do with the way you judge other places right like you could you, if you use it as a head to say well this works for me then obviously you're not hearing what the Rebbe is saying now that happens very often like I once had a friend who came with me to, to Uman <laughs> And he slept the whole Rosh Hashanah. I love him so much. So I, I was wondering, like, it's just a little bit weird. We traveled from so far from the States. Like, why, 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 why you, you know, don't you want to go out? He's like, nah, the Rebbe said, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, as long as you get to Uman for Rosh Hashanah, right? So, like, you know, no. So is it, what, what are his priorities? Well, on a, on a level of, prior, of a breast of priority, it seems that he, you know, he spent a lot of money and traveled from very far to get to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. But on the level of ignoring, you know, the inside, come on. And for that, you need a chevra. See, when you're operating on your own, man can lead himself constantly to live under certain prisons of, of, of you know, convince, of mamish, self-justification where you're mamish convinced that what you're doing is the Shem Shemaim. You're really not trying to be a bad person to yourself or to others. But the purpose of a chavura, of coming together, is chavura comes from the word chibur, from, from connection. Then when, you, when you're connected with others, that which you usually allow yourself to blind yourself with, you just can't anymore. That's the purpose of it. Now, look at the mashal that he says. Mashal ba'ir. He says, parable, there's a fire in a certain city, in a certain town. Mashal ba'ir. 
ובאו חברי מכבי אש, and the fire department come, לכבות ולהציל באמצעים שמתאימים לדעתם ולרוחם. And he's saying, the fire department comes and they use whatever they think is needed, whatever אמצעי, whatever uh, means is, are needed to put out this, the, the fire the way they view it, right? האם בשביל זה ישנאו ויתרחקו משאר בני העיר, שגם כן מצילים ומכבים כל אחד כפי יכולתו? He's saying, is that a reason for them to start hating and despising other residents of the city who are trying to put out the fire in their own way? Is that, is that a reason? Well, guess what? It sounds ridiculous, right? No way. Of course, they'll be happy that anyone's just trying to put out the fire. It's not the way that we've been acting with Yiddish guy. Everyone knows there's a fire. It means the burning of the souls of Am Yisrael, the Nishmat Ha'umah. And yet, for some reason, whoever has come with the shita of how to put out the fire excludes. Rarely, rarely, rarely do you really have people, genuinely and sincerely, that are so happy that there's so many different ways of putting out the fire, while they're so sure that their way is also the best for themselves. It's very rare. This is like a mind-blowing thing what the, the Piyasitsa is doing over here. It's, he's pushing the Achdus card for real. Like he's really, he's playing the Achdus card, but he's, he's not bluffing at all. And he's pushing us not to bluff either. Everyone shares the same purpose. To put out the destructive flames that are consuming the Neshamas of Am Yisrael. But each person is doing it through his own means. And the Chavra work best when things work like this. That's how you really get the fire out the best. As a society, that's the healthiest form of society. Remember, what's this, what was the translation of the Sefer into English? conscious community. That's the highest level of awareness and consciousness amongst the community. What you're capable of doing as an individual through society and what society, what chevra at large is capable of doing, the individual could never do. You know why? Because you need your derech. You can't be all over the place. You need a derech as well. But you finding a derech should never exclude other drachim, ever. Rabbi Shlomo said, it was, it's like when someone goes out to look for a zivug, there's two ways of determining what's for you. One is by going out with girls, and when you realize it's not for you, you need to disqualify them to the core and point out every ugly thing about them to yourself, to her, or to others, in order to what? Get closer to your nekuda. To your zivug. Or you could just say, well, thank you for showing me this beauty. This is clearly not what my neshama needs. Thank you. Now that's givat. That brings such awareness. That consciousness is such a high state of consciousness. Now I know what we're thinking inside. We're saying, but so if we think that everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing, how do I know that what I'm doing is right? Welcome to the world of forming a chavra. That's what a chavra is for. That's exactly what a chavra is coming together to do. It's not to exclude that all the other places you see is wrong. Now, Mike, I do want to say one thing. 
When you go into a shul that has nothing to do with Hashem, and it's just about kibudim, that's what he spoke about over here, you know, it's not so holy to say, wow, their mom is serving, you know, that's just a, that's just, that's just stupid, if that's what you, you know, choose to take out of it. But judging at that moment is just as bad, if not worse. Because how do you know what these people went through? I remember I told you this story about the Rebbeskin told me once when he, about, uh, I'm sure I shared it with you guys a few times. It's a very deep story. I think about it every time I'm in a sh- I was in a shul recently during my trip, and it was this wave that happened every time Shmonasu started, in the sh- uh, or ended, I would say. The Rav was a little bit longer than everyone. You know, let's say Shmonasu there ended after like 90 seconds. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. About 90 seconds, right? So then you hear the talking start like this, 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 this. And then by the... Uh, and then the whole shul starts talking and it's just very, very normal until the Rav takes three steps back. Baruch Hashem. It comes down again for a few seconds. Till when? The moment after Kedusha. Then again, it raises again. Louder, louder, louder. When does it stop for a second? Modim. Again. It goes down again for a second. And there's these waves, these sound waves kept on happening. And a story that Rabbi Riskin told me saved me from Mamish becoming a judge at that moment. Saved me. He said that he was invited once to a certain shul, I believe it was in Munich in the 70s. I think it's then. And he was invited to come and be the, the, the scholar in residence. Prestigious shul. Big thing. Gets the shul. And he says he, doesn't, he never said anything like this before in his life. Absolutely no one was davening besides the chazan. Everyone's walking around with talesim. Everyone there is walking around with talesim. Talitot on. It's locked and loaded. The gear is on. No one was davening. Everyone was schmoozing. But it was just part of, it was like part of the service. And even when he got up to speak, no one was listening. They were just talking to each other. He had lunch at the president of the shul's house. And he asked him, I just have to ask you, like, this is a little bit weird. You know, without trying to, you know, be Dorish's own covet, he was trying to just understand what's pshat. What in the world is going on over here? So, the president said, look, at, look in the room. Who do you think was there? Munich, 70s, right? You think anyone in that room had anyone left from their family before the war? No one. You think any of them can talk to God? They can't talk to God. But they can't not come to Shul. They can't talk to God, but they can't not come to Shul. So, I think about that story quite often. Because when I realize what I don't want from things that I see in Yiddishkeit, it's never strengthened what I want, what I want to last. Ever. When I choose to do something based on what I saw that doesn't turn me on, it's never lasted. Ever. And I think that's, that's right with most people. Those things don't really last. When I choose to do something based on when I digged, I, I've been digging deep into my own heart and developing my own relationship with Hashem, and from that place, I choose that this is what I want, everyone stays exactly what they're doing and has no effect on me, and those things last. Those things really last. But anything that'll start, the Piyas Rebbe is saying, Due to, an ex- due to exclusion, and that's the natural result. He's basically saying, I think, that if the natural result of a chevra coming together to decide we are going to 
strengthen ourselves and become true banim atem l'ashem alakechem, but the natural result of that coming together forms an exclusion, then maybe it's because the decision to get our acts together is only because we saw what we don't like and we say, let's do that. And that those things don't last. But if the decision to become a chavra, to become a shul, to become a community like never before, is not because I saw what I saw and I don't like it, but rather it, because I'm with friends that bring out the best of me and friends that push me to go into my heart, that'll probably last. So we're going to stop here. Alavai. Alavai, the paragraph we just did right now, Alavai, that becomes the true mission statement of our Chavra. Alavai, Alavai. Please, God, you know, there's so many beautiful people that live here in Efrat. Just Efrat alone. Everyone has a story. You never know what someone's going through. I just end with this. You know, I, I, this is a story that I, I put on one of my albums, I think. I don't know if I actually went, got, gone into it on the end of Baal Kore. Is that on? It's, I don't know. You know this story. Um, just, to, just to strengthen us in terms of when we go to places and we don't like what we see and then making decisions based on that. Because especially here in Eretz it's true about the whole world. But definitely here you never know. I once Davin was living somewhere else in Efrat. We were just married. I was davening in a different shul. And it was really, it was actually pleasant. The, the, the Avira was very pleasant. More laid back, like smallish, very nice. And you're all trying to figure out which shul is. I'm not going to tell you. I see your faces. And um, there was this one thing that was very weird. And the first, the first week I didn't, the first week I didn't really pay attention. Avi knows because Avi was there with me. The first week I didn't pay that much attention to it. But then like, after, like, I realized, wow, this is not just a one-time thing. The Balkore came and he, he knew maybe the first few psukim of Rishon and then he didn't know anything. Like he basically was guessing the rest of the Parsha. He wasn't even ending in the right spot. So I thought the first week it happened, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I guess this is the day they couldn't find the laner the night before, right? Happens, happens, happened to all of us, right? It's happened here. So this kept on reoccurring. Then I found out that this guy that's laning, he comes to walk from the other side of Ephrat to not lane, right? I'm wondering, this is the most, this is very, very weird. Um, and this happened week after week. Now, I didn't, I didn't say anything, I was new there, but I was just wondering, and for my life, they can't find a laner? And they can't find a laner that lives like maybe five minutes, 10 minutes away? The guy's walking half hour, 40 minutes? He wasn't 25 either, the guy's in his 60s. Not that that's old, but you don't want to walk around, you know, give him a shul that's right next to the house. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. Thank God, well not thank God that this happened, but thank God that I figured out that the person that was leaning, and this guy later I realized is the guy that delivers eggs to my house. This guy had a son here in Efrat who got married, who was called up to a battle I think a month or two after he got married and never came home from that battle, leaving a, a young widow. He was killed, young guy. And this Sefer Torah that this Baal Korah was leaning out of, right? it was a Sefer Torah written in memory of his son that was killed in battle. So and then I think to myself, like, in Shemaim, what his Kriya Torah sounds like, this is the most, the, the most perfect 
eloquent Ta'amim Kriya Torah. So it just put me in my place and it made me feel like, you know what? Why does it have to take me to hear stories like this to tune into that open heart zone? When I see something that seems to me pretty odd, why can't that be my default button? Why can't that be the way that I naturally view people, view shuls, look at things that don't seem to me to be really in the right place? So I think that if that was our default button, then exclusions would not take place in Keilot, in Am Yisrael. And I think that the things that we take upon ourselves, the things we take upon ourselves to make ourselves low, as well as make ourselves high and elevate ourselves, they will last. That's what we want. We want the things to last. We want it to be a binyan adeyad. So alavai, alavai, bezrat Hashem, uh, the words of the Piyasetzna should really ring loud, louder than ever, that our chevra that we're forming, that we've been forming, should in its gecko, in its root of it, in its etzem, should really be clear as to the purpose of what we're getting together, and we should have enough guts to look at the signs. If you do see signs that show you contrary to what the purpose is, to have enough guts to look at it, out of such, you know, simcha, and the way you have enough guts to look at the signs is through what? Through chaverim, through friends, through forming this circle. This is, this is the purpose of it. All right? Thank you so much, Chaver. We'll continue strong Thursday morning.